It's time for episode 439 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, February 23rd, 2022. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast where four rights make a show. My name is Dan Morin, and I'm joined across the internet by my good friend, my pal, my co-host, my dungeon buddy, Mr. Micah Sargent. How are you doing today, Micah? Hello, I am doing well. Um, my my partner accidentally had the uh, delivery that he placed for his work uh, delivered to our home this morning. So I uh, got this this ring on the doorbell this morning, uh, and I thought, why is there a delivery person at my door that shouldn't be there? And I ended up having to unload case after case of sparkling water uh, before the show. So if I sound a little out of breath, that is why. Yeah. And to welcome our first guest, it's the delivery person at Micah's door. Uh, <laughs> going off topic today. Uh, no, to my left this week, it is our very favorite Slovenian journalist tech expert. It's Andrzej Tomic. Welcome back, Andrzej. Hi. I also like sparkling water, if that counts. If that's the theme today. Are you moonlighting as a delivery person? Is that... <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if it gets really bad, I'll do that. Like, I'll, I'll do that. Okay, yeah, Just great. sparkling. Because you can just steal some, right? That, that's that's right. Take that a little one. off the top. No one complains. Uh, and to my left is uh, senior sparkling water advocate at Microsoft. I mean, senior cloud advocate at Microsoft. It's Christina Warren. Welcome back to the show, Christina. Thank you for having me. And I, I, I feel really terrible because I'm drinking regular water right Ooh, now. So uh, I'm sorry. Sort of uh, off, off brand. Throwing the whole brand. show out. <laughs> I, I have. I have. Although it does remind me that we have this weird brand of, of sparkling water here in um, uh, Seattle called Talking Rain. Whoa. I like the name. The, yeah. the name's good, but it's like poor man's LaCroix. Yeah. Okay, sure. All right. Well, let me kick things off today with the first of our four topics. I've spent the last few months using a smart lock, the Level Bolt, which I installed in my home. It's kind of got its ups and downs, but I think on balance, I actually I like the benefits that it gives me more than the, the potential hiccups I've had with it. Uh, my question is, have you ventured into the smart lock space? Is this a, a smart home tech thing that you're interested in, or is it just kind of a non-starter for you? Anjay? I have a spreadsheet with all of the locks because I'm trying to pick one. So this was when I saw this topic, I was like, how I, I, I must not sound like a crazy person because <laughs> it's, I've, I've been like for the last probably year and a half, I've just been like researching every, like every lock that comes out. And, but like it's the same thing with all of the home sort of automation and, you know, all of that stuff. You just, I'm trying to cut down the number of apps that I have to use mm. to just get into my mm. home. Right? <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm way into the, uh, I don't even know how they're pronounced, but it's the Netatmo sort of ecosystem. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like the, yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause they, they, uh, they support the home kit stuff and all of that. So I have a, like a couple of cameras and the door sensor and I, I even have the smoke alarm and the way they work is they're a French company. Apparently, uh, the way they work, they'll like announce something. And they'll say it's coming by the ne like the end of the year when they announce it, and then it takes like seven years for the thing to come out. <laughs> right? And when it comes out, it's like they're all pretty decent products. Like I'm pretty like I'm pretty satisfied, right? But I think they announced the the smart lock at the beginning of 2020. I think that the smart lock 
at first, because I, I don't know, I'm a tech guy, and you just think, oh, it's, somehow it's going to use Bluetooth. How How is that safe in any way? <laughs> and, you know, I just kept thinking of, like, nightmare scenarios where I just wouldn't be able to just walk into, like, come home, basically. But, like, it's the, the whole sort of, like, as the tech has progressed, I'm, like, really into it now. But I'm just, I can't deal with another app. So I'm, just, I'm basically waiting for the French apparently to yeah. kind of release the the <laughs> smart lock known known for being prompt it's fine <laughs> yes 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 wow no but i Sorry, will say this French audience. I, I, <laughs> yeah no but i do like the fact that it's like a european company right because that means the servers are probably here right mm-hmm. which but like kind of privacy wise i'm a little better with you know and there's like no subscription fees and stuff like that because you know in america it's really is like the wild west sometimes with the you know just the personal information you 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 just companies just deal to each other basically and over here it's a little bit more tame so i'm actually kind of i'm actually kind of glad they're french they just need to kind of Stop announcing stuff three years in advance, apparently. But yeah, <laughs> smart locks. I'm I'm into them. Then I'll I'll send you my spreadsheet. So, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, f- for me, my smart lock is my smart garage door opener. Um, I for uh, like six or so, six or seven years, have lived in some home or another where you go into the garage and then the garage uh, has a door into the home. Um, I, in my last place back in Missouri, had a smart lock on my front door, but I almost never used it because I would just go into my garage and then walk in through the door in my garage. Um, So in the home that I live in now, not only did I not install it because I didn't think I'd be using it, but I also can't install it because the townhome that I have has one of the those doors that's kind of like a hotel door where you turn the handle and it makes the lock unlock at the same time from the inside, obviously not from the outside. And so uh, it's those ones are not compatible with uh, most smart locks. So I have had no reason to install it, but it was also a realization that I never really used it when I did, except on the very very rare occasion where someone was going to be visiting my home when I wasn't there. Um, and now I can just give them temporary access to unlock or to bring up the garage door uh, to be able to come in. So that's where my smart garage or that's where my smart lock comes in is through my garage. Christina, what about you? Yeah, no, keep them away from me. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I, I'm not a fan. Um, well, first of all, I, I live in an, an apartment in, in a quite uh, you know nice place and whatnot, but it's I don't own and and I pay a ridiculous amount of money in rent. So like just from a practical level, I'd rather not invest more money in putting in specialized locks um, into a place that I don't own. But putting that aside, I don't like the concept. I like like in theory, I'm like, oh, this could be convenient. This could be nice. And then I'm like, yeah. And then I there is like one security patch or, or hack thing away. And now anybody can break into any of the the houses that have these things. So, um from a from a security perspective, I find I find it kind of actually ironic, like smart locks. Mm-hmm. But uh so I'm not into them, but I, I I have appreciated, I will say this, even though I don't personally ascribe to the theories, I have appreciated when I've gone over to friends' houses to either check on their pets or or to pick something up when they have been able to just give me access to their uh to their houses 
of course, I have to download a different app for each friend, mm-hmm. you know, to, to go over. But, <laughs> right. but, uh, but, but other than that, I mean, the, I, I will say that is a nice thing. You know, it's, it's a lot safer than my sister's method. Uh, she lives in Atlanta. Um, uh, no one, um, do this where she lives. She like keeps the key in like a plant outside. Oh, uh, yeah. Lordy. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the idea of you needing a different app for each friend, not even just for their house, just like a different app for yeah, each friend. Yeah. It's a lot of maintenance, <laughs> yeah, let me tell you. you. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's Anjay's problem of having too many apps, so yeah. Um, you know, Chris, yeah, I, it's funny. I thought the same thing for a long time. I was definitely had the security concerns, and the more I thought about it, the more I was like, well, it's not like locks are particularly that secure either, right? Like, you can pick yeah. a lock, you can break yes. a window. Like, there's lots of ways around it. Yeah. And I think, in the end, it, what convinced me about the level bolt in particular was that it's invisible. It goes inside an existing deadbolt, which is very clever. So, in theory, nobody really knows if you have a smart lock. It doesn't see there's There's no way to tell from the outside. So, in that sense, like, there's a little bit of a obfuscation going on there that I think helps with that. So it's not that I'm not secu- like concerned about security problems, but I think at a certain level, it's a question to me of like, well, does it provide enough convenience? And on balance, is the security really that much worse for me? Like you, know, either where I live or what thing, uh, what technology I'm using, any of those things. And for me personally, it's ended up being a, a huge benefit just in terms of its ability to not get locked out of my house sometimes. Uh, <laughs> and it always it does work with a key just in case there is like I need a fallback. Uh, so I've been pretty happy with it. My main concerns have mainly been just um, Bluetooth is wonky. They need a better technology. So hopefully there will be a version with like Thread or uh, uh, Ultra Wideband or something at some point that's just a little more reliable. But thank you all for your thoughts on that. Let's go to our second topic, which comes from Anjay. Right, so I keep discovering like different kinds of sort of desktop computer accessories that have like touch screens and knobs and uh, like LED lights. And then some of them have all of those things and some of them just have two. And I just found some foam filters for like the gaming headset m- mics from Logitech. That, and one looks like a mustache, which is a real thing. I put the link so Dan can put it in the show notes because I thought that was a joke. Like a first April's full something, but it's real. So like a s- streaming culture just keeps like all of this stuff alive. So I'm just wondering if you guys like have bought anything or want to buy something. Cause the only thing I have in that vein is the stream deck. Like that's the only thing I've bought. So I'm just wondering if you all have bought something or want to buy something in like that area. So I don't have any blinky pretty things. I do have the stream deck and I have a camel, camel, camel set up for the uh, stream deck pedal when it comes out or the stream pedal. I can't think of what Elgato calls it, uh, which is the thing that goes underneath your desk and lets you sort of trigger automations. And that's because I, since the pandemic kicked off, uh, all of us at Twit have been working from home, save for Leo. And so I've got like a whole studio set up here at home and do my own switching for the shows that I do. So it would be handy to have that. Um, those foam covers for the microphones are hilarious. Not my <laughs> style. Um, certainly the, the only thing that's in the shot with me, uh, are my headphones and the microphone that's, uh, placed in front of my face. Uh, so I'm not really a, a blinky lights kind of, kind of person, but I do have some lighting in the background that's just sort of subtle. Uh, but yeah, uh, it, it doesn't, it doesn't stick out to me. Um, most of this stuff, not, not something that I'm interested in. What about you, Christina? 
Yeah, so I've bought, I think, everything that Elgato sells, even though I'm not, like, a, a <laughs> professional streamer. But when we all had to start working from home, I had to, like, basically turn my um, uh, home office into, like, a little mini recording studio. So I have a Stream Deck XL, which is annoying to me because the, the Stream Deck Mini uh, is – or not Mini, the Mark II, like – is has you know a slightly better uh, interface but i have the giant one i don't have the pedal but i'm ordering it now i have a bunch i have a bunch of uh the, the lights you know on my desk i've looked at getting the loop deck even though that feels superfluous because some people like it better i have a roadcaster i have a lot of stuff do i use it all no um but but i but i do enjoy having it you know around um and and I, I do agree. Uh, like it, it's one of those things. Like that 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 it's nice, kind of having stuff on my desk. And I don't know. I I I like feeling like I'm I'm cool. Yes, <laughs> I get it. I get exactly Honestly. what you're saying. Like the knobs and stuff on your desk, it just feels cool. I do like feeling like I'm cool too. Uh, it doesn't happen very much. I also have a stream deck, just the mini one with the six buttons. I'm still working on ways to use it. I've not ended up streaming as much in the last couple months as I had in the past partially just because you know scheduling conflicts and stuff had made the the video podcast that i do just not happen as often uh but i also have i recently bought logitech has a led light that plugs in and sits on top of your your monitor um so i've been using that i think it's called the litra litra and i have a elgato green screen that sits behind me in my office that it's like one of the pull-up ones because in my old office the office behind me was an utter mess. And so it was a great way to block that out, which was really nice. Um, other than that, not much. Uh, I switched to an audio interface from a USB mic a few weeks back, mainly because I needed a second mic available. Um, and that's fine. It's got a little dial on it. That's pretty cool. Um, but other than that, <laughs> I, I don't know. I keep trying to not buy things. I think that's what it really comes down to. <laughs> I just don't. Can't relate. I want. I know, but see, that's the thing. It's like I have the impulse, but like. It's like the left hand reaches for the buy button and the right hand smacks the left hand. I wish I had a right hand that smacked. I don't. I, I, I can help you out, but it's it costs a slight fee. There's a subscription. Darn it. Uh, all right. Anjay, any last thoughts to wrap this up? We're sort of blasted like now because 10 years ago, like none of this stuff was really supported. I even remember like, I don't know, like joystick and throttles because I used to play a bunch of uh, like f- flight sims back in the day. Like that stuff kind of fell away. The drivers weren't available anymore. And now you just have, like you can basically build a cockpit now and you just do like a podcast maybe. <laughs> and you feel like you're sitting in a Boeing, so, you know, just doing stuff. So I don't know. I think we're lucky, but yeah, it's the, the choices are getting just insane. Like the, especially the gaming companies just keep coming up with stuff and i saw the pedal thing from elgato because i have a bunch of elgato stuff as well and i'm like like so it's like like two out of four now so christina and micah right (laughs) then yeah you're gonna get one so maybe (laughs) maybe i'll do it too but yeah all right (laughs) all right well that is two topics down two topics left to go which of course means it is halftime here at clockwise and this week's episode is brought to you by new relic if you're a software engineer, you've been there. It's 9 p.m. You're finally unwinding from work, but then your phone buzzes with an alert. Something's broken and your mind's already racing. And what could be wrong? Is it global? Is it the network? Now the whole team's scrambling from tool to tool and messaging person after person to find and fix the issue. That won't happen if you get New Relic. New Relic combines 16 different monitoring products that you'd normally buy separately so engineering teams can see across their entire software stack in one place. More importantly, you can pinpoint issues down to the line of code so you know exactly why the problem happened and can resolve it quickly. That's why the dev and ops teams at DoorDash, GitHub, Epic Games, and more than 14,000 other companies use New Relic to debug and improve their software. 
Whether you run a cloud-native startup or a Fortune 500 company, it takes just five minutes to set up New Relic in your environment. That next 9 p.m. call, it's just waiting to happen. Get New Relic before it does. And you can get access to the whole New Relic platform and 100 gigabytes of data free forever. No credit card required. Sign up at newrelic.com slash clockwise. That's N-E-W-R-E-L-I-C dot com slash clockwise. That URL one more time, newrelic.com slash clockwise. Our thanks to New Relic for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. All right. Halftime is over. Micah, what is your topic? All right. Uh, Mark Gurman over on Bloomberg wrote this interesting piece uh, where he was kind of trying to track down the folks who've bought Amazon's Astro Home robot. That was the creepy robot that uh, threw itself off of stairs that had a periscope camera that came out of the top of it. And it was supposed to kind of guard your home uh, while you were away or while you were asleep. Um, it, as I said, it kind of disappeared off the face of the earth. And I'm just curious, do you think there's a near future where we all have a little ro- where we all have little robot helpers driving around our homes? Or is that future far, far away? Christina? Okay, so assuming we're not talking about Roombas, right, which I do feel right, like have, right. have become mainstream enough, I guess it depends on, I guess, to be more pedantic, like what is our definition of like near future? Uh, if we're staying in the next 20 years, which is about how long it took Roombas to take off, I would say maybe, right? But if we're talking about like five years, no, I, I don't think that, that we're going to to see them uh, within the next five years. I, I feel like it's a cool idea, but I, I think that you have to show the value add more, and I'm not sure if that is there yet. A side note, I do think that the there the animation on the Bloomberg article, which has just like a missing, uh, ha- have you seen this robot, like a missing uh, <laughs> poster with, with Astro underneath, really, really good work. Agreed. Uh, so, so I just have to note on that, like that, that was really fun. I did see some, there was some stories just the other day that like some, some of them were starting to like show up in public. But yeah, it does seem as though this is another, maybe a solution in search of a problem. I think that the increase in robots for certain types of household tasks like Roombas or mopping your floors or uh, lawnmowers, that kind of stuff, like the sort of single use or single purpose device makes a lot of sense. Uh, The general purpose device, I think it needs to be a lot more capable in order for people to come up with a real use case for it. Like, I feel like the funny thing about the Astro to me is like, like a Dalek, it like can't handle stairs, right? So so it's like, well, that's a lot of places that it's immediately just a non-starter. Also, it doesn't have arms, right? Like, it's not like it can do things. It just trundles around. So it seems to me like this is just something for you to trip over, uh, mm-hmm. which I, I guess is not really there yet. But you got to start somewhere, I suppose. So I would not be surprised to see these things become more popular in the next decade. But I don't think it's a near term thing at all. Anjay? The thing, and I do, I'm just, I'm just going to apologize before I say this because, you know, but in America, for some reason, like a lot of people, that's been my experience, in their homes have what I think you call wall-to-wall carpeting. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Is that the phrase? Okay. That is insane. That's all. <laughs> like, I don't... We're savages. I don't know why people do that. Yeah, I, I do not understand that. I, I'm sure there's a perfectly reasonable explanation, which I won't believe. But, like, the, the, <laughs> I don't get, like, how Roombas even took off in America with, like, a lot of homes just having carpets everywhere, which is the worst sort of thing to put on the floor, right? And the shaggy stuff. Mm. I've been to a couple of Americans' houses. It's, it's, I don't understand that. So that's, that's what I don't get. Like, Dan's talking about, oh, it doesn't handle stairs. Like, what robot can, like, traverse the jungle that is wall-to-wall carpeting, basically? <laughs> 
I, I, it makes no sense to me. So the the astro stuff is weird, but I do I do agree with Christina when she said like if if we discount Roombas, but still like I'm I'm on my second Roomba now. It's I've had one for like I think at least twelve thirteen years probably. I think it's still pretty amazing that you can have it all, but it's just vacuums. I think that's the Jetsons. <laughs> like, I think we're okay, <laughs> right? I don't need. A robot bringing me the can of beer, which is a trope, right, from like the 40s probably or even like earlier. Like just we have a machine that vacuums instead of us, right? I th- and you can like control it through Wi-Fi and schedule it and stuff. Like I think flying cars, well, okay, but mm. come on, we're here. We're in the future. The future's now. I think that's the slogan, right? So, and again, wall-to-wall carpeting. Like somebody, if there's like a paper from like a prestigious university or like a, somebody, just send me a link because I, I need to understand that. It makes, nobody here has that. I'm just going to say that. Like at least in Slovenia, there is not a house in Slovenia where you walk in and it's just, I'll say clean with the diasterics carpeting all over yeah, the place. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. <laughs> that is the problem. It's uh, <laughs> never actually clean. Um, so yeah. thank you all for your answers. I um, I do think that it's, yeah, the 20 years, not the five years for sure. Uh, but I agree with Anja in terms of the vacuum that is already kind of doing this for us. Absolutely. It, it does feel like the future already. And I don't think that I do need a robot that does a whole lot more because frankly, I need to continue to have reasons to stand up and go around and do things in my home. Otherwise, I will just stay seated all day, and that is not good for my health. So um, <laughs> even though I don't have to, to walk around vacuuming, I still have to go, as we said, get the can of beer from the fridge, or in my case, the can of sparkling water from the fridge. Get in those steps, everybody. All right, let us move on to our final topic, which comes from Christina. Okay, so I read this absolutely fascinating article in The Atlantic about people who live nocturnally. It's by Faith Hill, not the singer. Um, and, and it's, no, I mean, I didn't you know, need to point that out. Uh, and it's called The Nocturnals, and it's about people who don't need a lot of human interaction and live entirely at night. And, and oftentimes by choice, they've chosen to take jobs this way. And it was a really interesting article for me to read because I've always been like, oh, I'm a night person because I, I, I do kind of prefer to be awake at night. But reading this, I was like, I, c- I could never live this way. And so I wanted to, to know, I guess, from the group, are you more productive at night or, or during the day? And, and do you think you could ever fully live in a nocturnal way? Firstly, Christina, I believe the preferred term for these people are vampires. Uh, <laughs> they've been doing it for years. That's all I'm saying. They get no respect. Um, <laughs> I used to be more of a night person the older I get, the less I am. That said, I definitely have things where I, I've been reading a lot about people who have like the split sleep schedule where mm-hmm. you sleep for like four hours, you wake up. And like sometimes I go through spates where I like I do that all the time where I will like be up at four o'clock for two hours. And I keep thinking I should be more productive in this time because I'm not sleeping. But I do tend to do some of my work best during the morning um, and sort of, you know, <laughs> I was going to say before noon, clockwise starts at noon. Huh? Uh, so, you know, like up at before 1 p.m., let's say that. Some of my best work is done before 1 p.m. Uh, I think the afternoons are definitely harder for me. So if I really had my like choice, I think I would like sleep in the afternoon from like one to five o'clock. And then I would like get back and like work more in the evening. Um, but as it stands now, I think probably the day is still tends to be more productive for me uh, than the night hours. Anjay, what about you? 
Oh, I know. I know. It's almost a cop out saying this, but I have a one and a half year old and a three and a half year old at home, and so sleep. Like my sleep schedule is not up to me at all, right? So it's, it, I have no say in it, basically. And I've been awake a lot of nights, even recently, and I am not a night person, like in any shape or form. And I think, like Dan said, the older you get, I think the harder you get, at least for me, like I just, I care, like there's no, I have a neighbor that does, the, he has a job where he has night shifts and he actually prefers that he also has two kids, right? And and I'm, I'm in awe of him, like I, I, I don't know how he does it, how he like, and when we talk during the day, I'm like, how are you even like awake and alive basically? So I have no idea how people, and even the productivity stuff, like, it, even before kids, like at night, I was like the worst, basically. Like I'm, I'm a morning person, which I don't know. Yeah, but now, like, it's all the same. Is it night? Is it like two a.m. or like two p.m.? It sometimes doesn't matter with COVID and kids. It's it's all a blur, people. It's there's no. Is it daytime now? I, I have no idea, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's this excellent book called Dreamland Adventures in the Strange Science of Sleep uh, that I read a while back. I used to do a podcast on uh, sleep and dreams, sleep science and dreams. And uh, one of the things that they talk about is what you mentioned, Dan, um, which is uh, biphasic sleep. And so it's this idea that you would go to bed kind of as the sun is setting, you'd wake up super, super, super early in the morning and spend a few hours. Th this was especially prevalent before the introduction of artificial light. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, people would spend time uh, doing things before it came time to harvest and do all those things that they had to do for work. So their free time was this first phase of sleep. They'd go back to sleep and then they'd wake up and do the stuff that they had to do to sort of survive and thrive. Um, I used biphasic sleep for a while. I used to be on that uh, sleep schedule, and it really, really worked for me. Uh, to answer Christina's question, though, I... Um, I find myself to be more productive in the things that I want to do, the hobbies and things that I have at night. So I'm definitely a night person uh, for the the things that I find rewarding and, and interesting. Um, and then during the day, yeah, those interactions with other people and then also the stuff that I do for, for work and, and everything like that uh, happens at that time. So yeah, I don't think that I could be um, full on nocturnal, even if I wanted to be, despite the fact that I do think that I feel most free at night to... Uh, kind of dig into the things that exist outside of what I need to do um, for work and, and stuff like that. Christina, why don't you round us out here? Yeah, I'm very similar to you. I feel like I'm more productive at night, but I and I definitely am not a morning person. Although the irony is, is that when I can either force myself to get up early or by design, I just haven't been able to fall asleep. I am so much more productive in the morning. So I probably should be a morning person, but I'm not. But I really like this idea of what is it biphasic? Yeah, uh, by basic. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I, I like that idea a lot because I do love a good nap. So, so maybe maybe that could be my my solution. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, would just be to to in, to bring back nap nap time and then more naps. Be, yeah, more naps. I, I think that's kind of where I'm at. But I, I I don't know. It was just it was interesting reading the article because I went into this kind of thinking, and I've even thought over the years I've I've considered like applying for like a journalism jobs that would be more night centric, and then reading about how people this way live, I was like, oh. Yeah, no, that wouldn't work for me, actually. So, interesting. All right. Well, that is four topics down. We have just enough time for a bonus topic. But before we get to the bonus topic, I want to tell you that this week's episode of Clockwise is brought to you by Clean My Mac X. 
You should be able to rely on your computer. It should be in good enough shape to get you to your goals. It should be fast and organized and make working on it a dream. But that's not always the case. If you're a Mac user, you should use Clean My Mac X from MacPaw, who are diligent Mac developers many in the Mac community trust. Clean My Mac X is an ideal decluttering app for Mac. So what does it do? Clean My Mac X includes 49 tools to find and delete invisible computer junk. It helps tune up the Mac so it runs its maximum speed. It also organizes disk space, showing your large hidden folders. Plus, you can free up tons of space so your Mac never runs into issues with storage. And it fights Mac-specific malware and adware and protects your computer. Clean My Mac X is notarized by Apple, so you know it's been checked for security. And it really stands out on design, makes such a difference when an app is enjoyable to use, so you'll always be discovering new ways to optimize your Mac. Get Clean My Mac X today with 5% off at MacPaw.app slash clockwise. That discount's only valid for two weeks. So go now to MacPaw.app slash clockwise for 5% off. Our thanks to Clean My Mac X for their support of Clockwise and all of Relay FM. All right, quick bonus topic for you. Do you use or enforce usage of coasters, Andre? I do not. I am one of those people that kind of likes stuff when there are signs of use. My partner, on the other hand, she... He's the enforcer. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I use coasters on certain surfaces, but other ones that, you know, they don't matter. So if, uh, you know, the, the main surface in, in the living room needs coasters, but my nightstand, nah, I don't have to put a coaster on that. Christina, what about you? Yeah, I'm the same. Um, and we don't even have a living room table right now. But if we when we have in the past, like that would be what I wouldn't where I would enforce it. Uh, also, just aesthetically, but nightstand. No. Now, now my mom's house. Yeah, always. Even, even <laughs> if you're using even if you're using a glass that doesn't need a coaster because it's fully insulated in plastic and won't sweat. No, you, you have a coaster. I, I have coasters in a lot of places. They sometimes get used, but I'm also not like a person who's going to be like really harsh on you if you don't use my coaster. It's fine. I'm not going to not a problem. Anyways, thank you for your thoughts on that. Hey, if you'd like to get ad-free episodes with an extra overtime topic every week, uh, just go to relay.fm slash clockwise. You can sign up to support Clockwise for just $5 a month or $50 a year. Uh, and we appreciate your support of the show. Uh, this week's overtime topic, we're going to discuss mass acceptance of technology. So if you'd like to hear that, again, go to relay, relay.fm slash clockwise to sign up and support Clockwise. All right, that is the end of the show. All that remains is for us to thank our fantastic guest this week. Andre Tomic, thank you so much for being here. Uh, thank you, and my shift as the delivery guy for sparkling water starts in about <laughs> five minutes. So, uh, And uh, Christi yeah. Christina Stillwater Warren, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, just call me a water influencer. <laughs> oh my god do you have a frigidaire refrigerator or are you rocking the sub-zero that's what i, I mean know. look yeah, we're not even gonna get into it but yes yes <laughs> and micah will be back next week but until then we remind everybody listening out there watch what you say and keep watching the clock bye everybody